Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, I'm not going to lie. I am super, super tired. Um, today was the last day before uh, the last day of media availability before the season, which is really cool, and it's really exciting that uh, we're only three days away. Um, it also like just dawned on me like 15 minutes ago. I don't have to drive to Boulder the next two days, <laughs> and and maybe that's a little bit selfish of me, but I'm not gonna lie, it feels pretty good. So uh, here's here's the plan. Um, today I just want to talk through this whole season. Um, I realize that I haven't done like an official season projection, like wins and losses for every game, which is something that. I like to do before the season um, because then you guys can keep me honest and tell me when I'm wrong. It's fun for all of us when that happens. Um, Speaking of all of us, uh, again, I am really tired. You're going to get a whole bunch of honest thoughts, which I guess is good. Um, But uh, I don't really know where this one's going to go. But uh, so Friday, I mentioned this yesterday. We are partnering like DMVR buffs is partnering with all buffs for a tailgate. And if you want to uh, come to that tailgate, d- definitely do it, first of all, because there's going to be food and there's going to be beer from Breckenridge. There's going to be all of us hanging out and having fun. I think it starts at 3. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure the game is at 7. I could be wrong about that. I haven't really looked that far ahead, um, but it's going to be a good time. I can't remember exactly what parking lot that game is in. But uh, or that tailgate is in, 
but I'll let you know that too. But if you're looking for something to do before the game, you're headed up to Boulder, um, come hang out because I'm not sure I'll be there right at three. We have some other things that are planned for that day. Um, but I'll be there early, especially cause I like to take a little lap around the field a couple hours before kickoff. I honestly, I get goosebumps just even thinking about that. Um, the fact that we're only three days away from getting to walk around and watch warmups and it's, it's going to be really fun. But yeah, um, if you guys want to come hang out, we'll be there. The all buffs guys are great. Um, definitely check out the website if you haven't done that yet. And, uh, it's going to be a great time. Also, I don't know if this is still a thing, but I just realized, I think Thursday night, I'll probably be hanging out at the DMVR bar. So if anybody wants to come hang out at the DMVR bar, talk some buffs the night before the game, um, I'll be there. And I'll probably get a couple Breckenridge beers. I do like those, uh, the... uh, Oh, and there's there's a text. I'm not sure if you guys could hear that ding. Um, I bet you probably could. Thursday nine or Thursday night at nine, work for you guys for the draft pod. It's like, well, so I just realized maybe can't totally commit to uh, Thursday night. But 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 that's something that I will definitely confirm tomorrow if it's going to happen. Uh, this has been a lot of rambling, but football season's almost here. I'm really excited, and. Uh, I hope you guys are too, because we made it. It's crazy how long these off seasons are. Um, just crazy how long these off seasons are. Um, yeah, I think that that's basically it for notes. Um, but yeah, plan for today. Just run through all these games. Once we get to like thirty minutes left in the podcast, I'm gonna hit pause. I'm uh, I'm going to order a chicken sandwich from Lou's Food Bar. Just ran through the menu, like picked everything out, did everything, so I just have to hit place order. Um, they also have a 750-milliliter spicy margarita, which I'm excited about. I've never heard of a spicy margarita before, and honestly, I'm such a lightweight. lightweight. My plan is uh, I'm going to eat my chicken sandwich. I'm going to drink some of that margarita. I'm going to fall asleep here, what, probably by 8 I would guess. And then tomorrow I'm going to hang out and write and uh, drink the rest of that margarita. I'm really excited about it. Um, but yeah, so that's the plan for today. And uh, before we jump in, I should say, um, if you guys, are, uh, the Colorado XOs, they are the presenting sponsor of this podcast. They do a whole bunch of things for us. And so in exchange for that, we remind you guys that there's cool stuff going on at Infinity Park in Glendale. Um, you can look at all of it by going to infinity park at glendale.com slash events, but they have these outdoor movies. I haven't had a chance to get out there yet. I really should though, because it sounds like a really good time and, uh, you guys should check it out. Definitely check it out. And there's other cool stuff. There's concerts, all that. So get on there, just see what they have going on because they support us. We like to support them. All right. Um, I guess we just dig in at the top of the schedule um, in case you guys hadn't heard, Colorado plays Northern Colorado Friday night at Folsom Field. The schedule's loading, and it's loaded. It is 7 p.m. I was right earlier. Um, you know, uh, the the line came out since we last talked. Um, I don't think DraftKings has one up, but somebody else has one up at 35 and a half points. And I have 
basically a rule that says don't don't mess with things like 35 and a half point lines. It's not like a, f- a firm rule where it's like anything 20 or above, don't touch it, or 25 or above, don't touch it. It's just like once you get up there, you're really just asking for trouble. So in terms of actual betting, I'll probably stay away. But I do think that that probably is about where that should be set. Um, you look at these two teams, and as we've said plenty of times, there's there's some significant differences in terms of just the, the talent and the, the coaching. And, I mean, you even throw in home field advantages even working in the Buffs' favor. Um, I'm going to pick scores for all these games. And for this one... You know what? I, I'm I'm feeling good about this game. I'm gonna say Colorado puts up 52, Northern Colorado puts up six, nine. We're going 52 to six. Maybe that's kind of bold. We'll see. Because I I will say that there's a couple different ways this plays out. Um, you know, we talked about Brendan Lewis a little bit yesterday, and it's gonna be his first game as a quarterback like starting quarterback and you know I I don't think the expectations should be absurdly high you know the truth is he's going to make some mistakes um luckily you know you look at the team he's going up against you can afford to make some mistakes in part because if you throw three balls that should be intercepted you know Bama probably picks off all three northern Colorado probably only gets one and I think that when Colorado or Northern Colorado does score points, it's going to be because they got a short field. Um, I uh, I also think, though, that Colorado is, uh, is going to run the ball a lot, and they're not going to ask Brendan Lewis to do too much. Um, I think that because of that... Your Colorado's going to win by a lot, and that's that's the reason I did pick such a wide score. Um, I think that there's going to be enough possessions just because Jarek's going to get a couple touches, and I don't think anybody's bringing him down when he does. I think you're going to see him break some really long runs, um, not just him, but all three of those guys, all six of those guys maybe. Um, so that's the number we're going with, 52 to 6. We'll see what happens. Um, anything else I wanted to add? Uh, I'm I'm curious. And I guess maybe the rest of this kind of fits better in the next couple of days when we talk about. Oh, and I forgot to say the, the other note. Uh, Matt McChesney was obviously going to do the podcast today. He uh, he's a little under the weather, and so we're go, we're switching that to Thursday. So Thursday we'll have McChesney, and tomorrow we'll preview this whole game that's happening, um, in depth, and we'll talk more in depth about things like. I think that it's going to be interesting to see how much Brendan Lewis plays. You know, does does this a situation where, first of all, does Colorado just score touchdowns on first three possessions, go up 21-0? So you say, hey, let's let Drew Carter get some reps because he needs the practice. Well, Brendan Lewis needs the practice too. Also, what if things do get off to a little bit slower start? And so we'll see on Friday just how much Brendan plays and how much those other guys play, but... I, I'm I'm curious because because I really wouldn't fault any decision from Carl Durrell, but I'm gonna be reading a lot into what they do. Um. So yeah, Colorado one and zero moving on to week two. 
Week two, Colorado plays Texas A&M at Empower Field at Mile High in Denver. 1.30 p.m. kickoff. Texas A&M wins this one 38-17. Yep, 38-17. Again, I've said before, I, I can see the path for Colorado winning this game. Um, you know, it starts with, you know, Texas A&M replacing four guys on that offensive line, replacing the quarterback. Um, the defense is still going to be really good, and it's tough to say anything else. But um, you, you could see how Colorado gets some stops, is able to create some pressure. Young quarterback makes a couple mistakes. And because of that, Texas A&M, when they should score on whatever, seven drives they wind up scoring on three because there's an interception on one Carson Wells gets into the backfield on a third down somewhere else you, you know and and because of that that can kind of swing things and then on the other side of the ball Jarek Broussard could break any run and take it to the house Brendan Rice similar in that way I think too you know obviously coming in a different way but I think that when you look at Colorado's offense, it's tough to expect them to be able to line up and move the ball consistently against Texas A&M's defense. Um, and that's it's not the worst thing in the world. I think, I guess I didn't see what Texas A&M is actually ranked. I think it was like number six in the country or something. And they've got a couple of really good defensive linemen. And they're going to be in the backfield. And that just means that when it, when Colorado gets the ball, they almost need to be hunting for big plays because the methodical drives I don't think are going to do too much. And, and you know, when you come from the NFL, which Carl Durrell does, I think you look at a game like this and say, we've got to slow it down. We've got to put the ball on the ground. We've got to be able to, and instead of making this a game where both sides get 12 possessions, we need both sides to get eight possessions or whatever those numbers are because there's more room for variance, flukes, whatever, and a better chance for the team that comes in as the underdogs to pull out a win. At the college level, the, the talent gap is just so big that I think that playing too conservatively and, and saying we're we're just going to run the clock, we want to run the ball as much as we possibly can, the, the, the talent difference is probably just too big for you to be able to put up enough points to beat this team if you're doing that. Um, because, again, on the other side of the ball, Texas A&M is going to score. I don't really see a world where they don't at least put up, you know, 21 points. And if Colorado's defense holds them to 21 points, they might be ranked regardless of the result after that game. Um, and so... I do think that you go out there. I don't want to say like guns blazing. Like you want to give Jarek a chance to to break some big ones, and and that's kind of the nice part of Colorado's offense is that you're not totally going conservative by giving the ball to the running back because he is a running back who is what top five, top ten in the country in terms of running backs who can create big plays for you. So that helps. Brendan Lewis's legs help. the The strengths of these receivers absolutely help. Um, but again, at the end of the day, while you can kind of talk yourself in, you can see what the path is. The truth is that the talent gap is wide and Brendan Lewis is a young quarterback and Texas A&M is one of the best teams in the country. And because of that, what did I say? 38, 17, 
we're going 38-17. So, Colorado gets to go home and play uh, Minnesota. September 18th, 11 a.m. kickoff. Hopefully you're at the stadium because otherwise you won't get to watch because it's on Pac-12 Network. Um, Again, I'm excited for this game. I think that this is the game, more so than the Texas A&M game, that's really going to show us what Colorado is. Um, Because for those of you who haven't followed along with Minnesota, they were bad last year. The year before, though, they were kind of one of the surprises at the Big Ten. Now, how how much is last year worth? I think if you ask bus fans, you you try to say that it's worth quite a bit. But, you know, this is, to me, pretty close to a true toss-up. Um, I think that maybe you give the slightest edge to Minnesota, um, but, but that in terms of, like, talent, in terms of that, but because the game's being played in Boulder, Colorado's like a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite, something like that. Um, that's where I'd set the line. And I do think that Colorado wins this game. Um, I think that it turns out to be maybe a little bit more high-scoring than people expect. I think that P.J. Flex offense, you can kind of knock it because it, it is kind of repetitive and it's all about the RPOs and it's simple, but at the same time, there's a reason they do those things and those RPOs are going to create numbers advantages and that's kind of what it's all about. You know, if, if first of all, if Colorado can stop the run, they'll be in good shape because then they can sit back and do all those sorts of things. If, if they can stop the run by committing seven defenders in the box, things are going to go great. Um, Minnesota has one of one of the top 20 maybe running backs in the country with Muhammad Ibrahim. He's one of my favorites to watch. I think he projects well to the NFL level. He's one of those bowling ball type of guys. Um, some questions with the receivers, um, even quarterback. Um, I, I think that this winds up being... 31-27. We're going 31-27 Colorado wins. Um, I'm excited about it. And then obviously Colorado's 2-1 and one in non-conference play. Need four wins for bowl eligibility. And now uh, things get a little bit tougher. September 25th, you've got uh, Arizona State. You're going down to Tempe. Still no time announced, but because this is a September game in Arizona, it's going to be a later kickoff, probably 7, 8 o'clock, um, under the lights. I, I'm having a tough time making a decision here. Um, Arizona State, you know, they, they have all the things going on behind the scenes. I don't know how much that impacts this season. Um, I don't know what's going to change between now and then are there more coaches missing are there other sorts of things that get brought up that make make stuff worse for Arizona State like it's just really hard to project project that side of things so I'm going to say things don't change all that much um I'm going to say Colorado wins this game 27 to 24 and Here's why. 
I think that this is the kind of game where Colorado can go and run the ball. And, you know, it's like I said, you have that talent gap with Texas A&M that's just so wide that if you try to run the ball, you're not going to be picking up four, five, six yards consistently enough to get the ball all the way down the field. Like, it's almost kind of fluky if you're able to do it once or twice and pick up one or two first downs on a drive. Um, With Arizona State, things are different. And without Jermaine Lole on that defensive line, the strength of that defense is absolutely in the secondary. Because of that, I think that Colorado can play kind of a ball control type of game. Um, And... I, I really have I, I really like what Arizona State does offensively. Um, you know, the receivers are meh. The offensive line, they have a couple pieces and they have two running backs who are maybe two they might have two of the ten best, twelve best running backs in the Pac twelve. Um I think that there's a lot to like. And then obviously you get to Jaden Daniels who, according to Arizona State, is over the last two seasons the quarterback who has turned the ball over at the lowest rate in all of college football. He doesn't throw interceptions, he doesn't fumble, and he doesn't give the other team opportunities to win the game. Now, at the same time, he needs to start making decisions a little bit faster, and a couple of the passes that he misses need to no longer be misses, but he already does so many other things. The big plays, throwing the ball, the big plays, running the ball. Um, he's a he's a really good quarterback, and he's one of the two best in the Pac-12, and he might be number one. Um, still, I think that Colorado's defense can create pressure. I think that you look at Nate Landman and say, this is one of the games where you just kind of have to go make some plays. Um you need to stop the running backs. You need these pass rushers to be able to go create some pressure. And again, there's accuracy issues. And and the time that takes for Jaden Daniels to throw the ball type of issues that can be exploited by this defense. I don't know that you're getting turnovers. Like, again, the, the numbers are what the numbers are. But, again, what what was the number I said? 27-24? I feel kind of good about that. Um, and maybe this is a bit of a homer pick. Arizona State's going to be favored in this game, um, most likely. I mean, at this point, we're three weeks into the season. There's some results that will be used to create these numbers, and it isn't just what we know today. But we're calling that a win. Um, versus USC the next Saturday, October 2nd. Again, no time. This is a home game. At Folsom, I, I I feel like this is just a close loss. Um, just kind of kind of like your typical CU USC type of loss, where Colorado is going to be right in it, and maybe even have. I don't think they'll have a lead. I don't think they'll have a lead in the fourth quarter. But I think they probably get the ball twice when they have a chance to take a lead or tie the game, and they just don't get it done. Um, and I hate saying that, but at the same time, we've seen how these games between CU and USC have gone. I can't pick Colorado to beat USC because Colorado hasn't beaten USC. You know, does that make sense? Um, 
At some point, that's going to change, and that could be this year. And honestly, I look at those Arizona State and USC games and think they're probably going to split them. Um, and and by maybe probably is a little strong. Maybe it's a forty percent chance they split them. Um, but if you have to pick one, I think it's Arizona State, not USC. Um, USC obviously just has talent everywhere. You look around and they're maybe not all that big at this point, but they're fast and pretty skilled. You know, Keaton Slovis, he's a better quarterback than Brendan Lewis is right now. It's just the way it is. And that might not always be true, and I hope it isn't. Um, but Keaton Slovis is a, looked at as a first-round draft pick. You look at those receivers, Drake London's a first-round draft pick. Um, they've got guys just about everywhere. The the Keontae Ingram, the running back from Texas who transferred in, he's going to be an NFL type of guy. On the defense, there's there's more of those. Drake Jackson, there's a good chance he's a first-round edge rusher. There's just so much talent that I don't want to say that they're not going to win, but uh, it's just so tough to say that Colorado is actually going to beat them. Let's say USC wins 38-28. Defense is leaky. They can put up some points. I think it might be... It'll be closer than that at points in the fourth quarter, but a garbage time field goal touchdown, something like that. 38-28. Um, these are the... Yeah, I feel good about that. I feel good about that. Um... Then you get the bye week, and then family weekend versus Arizona, Saturday, October 16th. I, first of all, think this is a win. Um, and this will kind of be another one of these test games. Coming off those games against Arizona State, USC, there's a chance that they lose both of those. I think, uh, you know, if things go badly in those games... This could be one where you say, okay, what is Colorado? Is this a competitive game with Arizona? Do, do they lose to Arizona? Um, and if that's the case, and you say, okay, this is kind of where this team is. Um, and if honestly, if this is a competi- competitive game with Arizona, you probably didn't beat Minnesota. Um, I, I still do think that CU is kind of a step above where Arizona is right now. Um, I think all of the Pac-12 is... Yeah, let's say all the Pac-12 is at this point. Um, We're going to say Colorado wins 31-17. And then you go at Cal. And uh, let's see, what's the record at this point? Let's do this math. One win, one and one, two and one, three and one, three and two, four and two, going at Cal. Um, October 23rd. I think it's a loss. Um, It's going to be a really close game. It's going to be a really close game. And Cal's another one of those teams that they were trending in the right direction, and then last year things didn't go well, and maybe they just kind of pick up where they left off. And, and, and again, good defense, a veteran quarterback, Chase Garbers, who's been there for forever. I think it's going to be competitive. I think it's going to be low-scoring. We're going to call this 17-14. Colorado loses on the road. 
From there, you play at Oregon the next week. That's a loss. Again, I think it's a kind of ugly loss. Um, Colorado's just not on that level right now. It's kind of like talking about Texas A&M. Not quite to that degree, but but pretty close. And there's a chance that it, it is to that degree. I just don't think so. Um, Oregon wins that one 34-14. to 14. Um, oh, we should, uh, we should talk about some of our friends. Um, first of all, like I said, I'm going to try to get to the DMVR bar on Thursday, but I can't really make a commitment. Um, it's a really great place. It's a great place for your fantasy draft. I know I have mine Monday. On Monday, I have a fantasy draft, which will be interesting because I'm not studied up because I'm not doing that fantasy show this year. You guys should definitely tune in with, uh, Kale and Dre and Justin because they, Honestly, that's what I need to do to get ready. Um, but, yeah, I am not prepared. Point is, if you're looking for a place to have a fantasy draft, you do it there. You get two free pitchers of beer. One's a Brackenridge beer. One's a draft beer. It's a great way to get started. Um, and it's just a great place to do something fun like that. Um, if you're a member, which you should be, again, use that code CAMP2021. You get a $60 gift card to the DMVR lockers, a whole bunch of cool stuff coming out on Saturday. I finally got to see it all today. You're going to want that gift card, so make sure you do this now when you get that gift card with the promo code CAMP2021 when you get a membership. You also get big beer for the size of small beer at the DMVR bar. Um, also, DraftKings has... Or, or sorry, Breckenridge. Um, they do a bunch of cool things for us, like help us with the promotions for those fancy things. Uh, the the tailgates that we do, whether it's the soccer one, whether it's the the ones we're doing with all buffs. Breckenridge is an instrumental part of all of the tailgates that we do, um, the free beer that we provide, and uh, also just like funding podcasts and paying my salary so that we can do this and I can go up to Boulder every day and not work a second job or do anything like that. Um, it, it's great what they do um, for us, but they also make great beer, whether it's the seltzers, strawberry sky, the avalanche really can't go wrong. And you guys should check those out because they support us. And the best thing you can do for us is to support our partners. Another partner of ours, solace meds. Um, so Solace Meds, it's a dispensary chain and there's four of them across, uh, Colorado. Actually, I'm realizing that this is the last day. Oh no, no, no. They updated it. We do have all the deals for September. So these are the first time I've gotten to tell you guys about these. First of all, four locations, Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway in Denver, and one that's right next to the DMVR bar on East Colfax in Denver. Um, that's York and Colfax. Um... In September, here are the deals. Oh, wow. I'm, okay, so the Can America Gummies, 25% off. Strains Tinctures, 20% off. Rock and Cartridges, 25% off. Glacier Concentrates, 20% off. And there's a Labor Day sale on September 6th where you can buy three and get the fourth for 10 cents. That's a great deal. Patriots Day, same deal. Um, that's uh, the 11th. Buy three, get the fourth for 10 cents. On top of that, you can combine all these deals with the code DMVR20 and save even more money. Plus, that DMVR20, it's not like a one-time code. You can use it every time you go in there. 
So stack all of these deals and you'll be saving so much money. And it's all really good stuff because it's coming from Solace Meds. Uh, you can order online by going to solacemeds.com. Um, use that code DMVR20. Take advantage of those deals. You won't be disappointed. All right. Um, so where do we leave off here? Um, which tab is it? There we go. So... Um, what was this record? I should have written it down. Two and one, three and one, three and two, four and two, four and three, four and four, heading into the last four games of the season. Oregon State comes to Boulder. Homecoming. This is, this is a win for Colorado. Um, I will feel a lot better if Tristan Jebby is back healthy playing quarterback than if Sam Neuer is still the quarterback for Oregon State. Um, you know, because I think that it's easy to, like, overrate guys changing teams and wanting to beat their former team in a lot of cases. I don't think that's true with a player like Sam Neuer for a bunch of reasons, honestly. First of all, just because of, like, who he is as a person, but also because of things like... He should slide, and sometimes he does slide, and sometimes he does get out of bounds. Against Colorado, he will not be sliding. He will be picking up every single possible yard, and it could mean that the last three weeks of the season he's banged up. Maybe he's banged up halfway through the game because of that, but there's a tangible difference between a Sam Neuer who's leaving everything on the line and a Sam Neuer who isn't. And last year we saw a lot of that first Sam Neuer, I think that this year he tones it back a little bit, but not in this game. Um, I think that, you know, if you go back and say, you know, California's a win, and all of a sudden you're sitting there at 5-3 and three and you're feeling really good. Who knows? Maybe even steal USC and you're sitting there at 6-2 and two and feeling really good. That's when I get, honestly, even more scared about this Oregon State game. Um, I don't want to like speak anything into existence, but you know, if this is the kind of year where Colorado's struggling to get wins and kind of grinding things out, I feel better about their chances to beat Oregon State than if things are going really, really well. You know, there's the the ability to kind of look past teams, um, but also I think the the better that Colorado does, the more Sam Neuer wants to beat them, and that means he's gonna try hurtling and putting his head down. I'm the way the season is falling. I'm I'm saying Colorado wins this game. It's going to be close, though, and it's going to be an exciting one. I think, let's call it 34-31. Colorado wins that one. That's going to be a fun one. That's That's a great homecoming game. And honestly, like, for Colorado's sake, I think it's better if Tristan Jebby is back starting even though he is the better quarterback. But for me personally, I, I want to see Sam play. I want to see him go out there for his first drive and get cheered onto the field because of what he's done for Colorado. I think that whatever happens in that game becomes a memory that all of us kind of have with us forever. You know, and that's what college football is about is these scenarios like this, um, which also not what you expect to be saying about the transfer portal situation. It doesn't matter. But um, Colorado wins that. That's bowl eligibility, right? Um no. No, there were 500 going into the last four games. So four and four, that gets them to five and four with three games left. There are three tough ones at UCLA the next Saturday. I think that that's a win. 
I do. Um, UCLA, yeah, they looked really good last week. They were playing Hawaii. When they play Colorado, it's going to be very different. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, kind of the opposite of Jaden Daniels in that he turns the ball over constantly. You know, both those running backs for UCLA look good. Nate Lamon is going to knock them backward. That's what's going to happen. Um, this isn't a game where I'm saying this is a lock, put put the the entire account on it, whatever. But it is a game that I am absolutely saying is a win for Colorado, um, even though it is on the road. Uh, gets them to 6-4, and got to put a score on it. And again, I think this is another high-scoring game. Um, we're going to say Colorado wins 35 to 28, all touchdowns. Um, Colorado gets bowl eligibility, six and four heading in the last two games. Washington goes to Boulder. It's a, I think this is a loss. Um, again, I wouldn't be too surprised if like you lose to UCLA, beat Washington. I w- honestly wouldn't be too surprised if you lost both, or even if you won both. But Washington, to me, is still one of those top-tier teams. I do think they kind of get a little bit overrated. Um, they just aren't explosive on offense. Um, they've got a little bit of a running game. They've got a, a, a very solid defense with some NFL-type guys. Um, it's kind of scattered throughout it, and that is going to make things tough, and that's honestly going to be like a, 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 f- a good football game. Like that's That's the way that I feel like football in December, or I guess that's November 20th, late season football in Boulder at Folsom kind of should be. Um, but I do think Washington comes out on top. We're calling that 17-10. All right. End of the season. Colorado goes to Utah. Friday night game. Day after Thanksgiving. I, uh, I'm going Utah here too. Um, Honestly, very similar to Washington in a lot of ways. Maybe, maybe a couple more questions on defense. Um, not, not, not many, and also probably a better quarterback. Probably balances out to being about the same as Washington, and one of the best teams in the Pac-12. Um, I think this is another one where you kind of grind it out. Um, we're gonna say seventeen fourteen here. Um, but again, if Colorado wins this game, I'm not going to be too surprised. The two that I really would be surprised if Colorado wins, Texas A&M and Oregon. Um, I do think that they're kind of at the, the, the top of the top. Um, the, the, the couple that I'd be really surprised if they lose, Northern Colorado and Arizona. Everything else, no, I think what, out of those games, there's probably, so of the eight other games, there's, one, two, three. I think three teams that you say Colorado is probably better than, but all eight of those are going to be very good football games. Um, if I'm right, and you know, if, if we see a lot of Drew Carter this season, I might change these predict- predictions a little bit. Um, but I do have Colorado going six and six this year. Solid. Can't complain about that, especially with the ninth toughest schedule in the country. Um, we'll see how it pans out. We'll see how it pans out, and I'll uh, I'll hold on to 
these numbers and see what they look like at the end of the season. Hopefully I look good. I love looking good. Um, that's going to do it for today. And I'll be back tomorrow talking more about the North Car- Colorado game. And then uh, we'll have McChesney on Thursday and then game day Friday, which is going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully we see you guys at the tailgate. I might be able to go to the bar on Thursday. What terrible timing with that podcast. I, b- I, bet, we can, I bet we can move that. We'll figure it out. Um, thanks as always for listening. Appreciate all you guys. If you have any questions, any comments, you want to leave your predictions, um, feel free to uh, throw them in the comments of this podcast at thednvr.com. Just podcast tab, buffs, boom. Should be the top one right there unless you're letting these get backed up or whatever. Leave your predictions in the comments. I'm curious what you think, um, what you think I'm right about, what you think I'm wrong about. It'll be fun. And three days, 72 hours until Colorado kicks off. Actually, 71 hours and 58 minutes. Pretty cool. I'm excited. It's going to be a great week.